Hey guys, welcome to Real Men Talk. Today we are going to be talking about some different issues, some controversial stuff, um, climate change, the recent election, um, COVID-19. You guys are in for a ride. Let's get started on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Men Talk. I'm here with Mr. Kyler Sal. What's up, Kyler? Hey, guys. What's up? All right. So today we're going to be talking about some, maybe some controversial things, some, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be talking, we're going to start off with the election, you know. We just just last week we had the uh, the the midterm election, and um, I'm gonna be real honest with you, the results were were staggering, um, in my opinion. I was really kind of, I was hoping for this big red wave, and that's not really what happened. Um, you know, here in Missouri we had a big letdown um, as far as like the the marijuana um, and stuff like that, and that was a very Disheartening. I, I think Missouri will pay for this um, in the long run, just as you've seen every other state um, do the same thing. But when it comes to the election around around the nation, you know, we, we had some big wins. You look at like Florida uh, with DeSantos. Um, he had he won by a landslide, this guy. And, um, you know, then you get into some really controversial stuff. You get up to like Washington, some of them counties and. And uh, they're still tallying up votes. Uh, all their voter boxes stopped working or some of their voter boxes stopped working. And how convenient. Uh, exactly. Exactly. You know, and it seems like every single time this happens, every single time this happens, um, you really see a um, an opportunity for fraudulence. Mm-hmm. In in the voter and and I know you know some people talk about you know you know oh well, you're getting into the 2020 election being stolen which it was it was and um, <laughs> it, you know I mean the, the truth is yeah and um, it, you know call it for what you, for what it is well we see we see this kind of stuff happening again. You know, here we are in midterm election. You know, luckily, I thank God. I thank God we're from Missouri. I thank God that we had, we live in a Republican state. Um, you, you know, minus the fact that uh, we did just pass legalizing marijuana for recreational use, which is absolutely ignorant. Because if anybody in their right mind, let me let me throw that in there, in their right mind, mm-hmm. would have read that bill, they would have known that this is a big pharma push. That this is you, you, this is a political gain. This is not to help the people. This is not for the people. This is not for the state. Um, this is we we will pay for this, um, both morally and and um, uh, in our workforce, in our you know economically. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Both um, and um, it's it's going to be hard to watch. It's going to be hard to watch. Um, but we ended up, you know, here in Missouri again, you know, we ended up with some good stuff, but the, all the controversies that are, that are running around, um, you know, in some of these other States and then 
lo and behold, today, I guess it was today. Was it today or was it last night that Trump decided that he was going to run for presidency in 2024? Tonight. It was tonight. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. it was. And uh, which I, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention, but. It, we kind of figured this was coming. He kind of hinted at it. You know, he wanted to wait till after the election. Um, you, you know, which I've got mixed feelings. You know, I really enjoyed. I voted for Trump. Uh, I voted for Trump both times. And I really, I really enjoyed having um Trump in office, I think there was a lot of really good things done. Our economically, um, we we were we were in better shape than we have been in decades. Um, you know, the do I like do I like what he has to say all of the time? Do I like what he, no? But economically, um, morally, the, this whole overturn um, of Roe versus Wade. That just happened not too long ago is a result of the the Trump administration um, putting the, the the people in uh, in the Supreme Court and all that good stuff, um, you know. And then you see things like um, Trump put more sex traffickers in prison than any other president in the history. Then combined, any other has any other president. In history combined, Trump put more sex traffickers in prison uh, and off of the streets than any other president, and that's that's huge. That that shows the the, the morality of that administration. Um, was he perfect? Absolutely not. But I, I'm going to be real honest with you. You know, I I don't know that I would be what you would call a quote unquote Trumper. You, you know what I mean? Um, I am for America. I am all about making America great. But Trump is already he's already thrashing on DeSantos, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you see this and it's like, dude, come on. You, you know, we can't we right now more than anything, we have got to stand together. We have got to take a stand against the evil that is a, that is coming against this um, against America, and and I really feel like Trump Trump's goal this time is just to be president. Um, and I could be wrong, and things may change, but the fact that he went after DeSantos, you know, he called him, he called him um, DeSantimonium. Uh, De I, I don't know if you've seen that or whatever. It, yeah. <laughs> He he's always got these, you know, like sleepy you Joe. Respect the wit, you <laughs> right? Respect. You know, he had the the nickname for Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe. You know, which which was great. <laughs> oh, Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe, yeah, Uncle Joe. Uh, he had a bunch of them. You know, and, and he he takes his shot at DeSantos, and I'm like, man, you know, they, they could be such a good team. They could be such a good team. They could they could be such a good. Um, you, however, however it comes about, but we can't, we cannot, we we cannot divide right now. Mm-hmm. We are not, we don't have the uh, the privilege of of, of dividing um, the the moral voice of this nation. We we don't have we don't have that luxury, and we we have got to get to a point where we we can work together. And um, this election has shown that we are not. 
we're not ready. We're not ready. Um, the voters that have turned out, I, I was, I was looking this up. So we'll use Missouri as a, just as, as a guideline, because that's where we're at. Roughly just over 2 million people voted um, in the state of Missouri. And in 2020, now this is a couple years old, but in 2020, there were, there were roughly about 4 million, a little over 4 million registered voters in Missouri. And I really think that this is the reason why we didn't see a red wave like we were expecting is because people people didn't get out and vote. I mean, you had 50%. This may have been one of the most important elections that we will ever see in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. And only 50% of Missourians got out and voted. It's like, guys, you, you have got to, there has got to come a point in time that you have got to wake up. And, and I, I realized I was listening to this podcast by this game of this guy by the name of Todd Herman. I've, I've, probably mentioned him before on here. Um, I've just recently in the past couple of weeks really started really listening to him. The guy is brilliant. Um, if you get a chance um, to, to listen to him, it's, um, it's called the, the Todd Herman show. And uh, the guy is brilliant, but he, um, he was talking about how people have been trained um, in, in almost like a, a fear factor type thing people are are, they're scared people are um you know of course we could go on about covid and and all these other things but people when it comes they don't trust the voting system um and so you know kyler do you get the same thing you get that kind of vibe yes and at the same time so when we had our veterans day assembly the other day um it was actually yesterday and because we wanted to try to keep it staggered in our district so that other people would could come anyways. Um, but the teacher, one of the, our teachers brought a, um, she spoke kind of her heart about America and how, you know, how patriotism is leaving, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a good thing at the same time because patriotism really comes out when there is areas of war and we haven't really had a war in in a long time, like, yeah, we have our, our ongoing wars, but I mean, the Iraqi war, I mean, that was kind of 2001 was kind of like the last time we ever like had a massive war where we sent like right. lots of people to go fight and like throw bomb or throw bombs <laughs> to actually send over like massive amounts of military to aid another country and where you saw uncles and grandpas and everybody else leaving. And so they, we haven't had to have that type of patriotism. And so they, they've lost the sense of what it means to be an American. I mean, there was a song that came out close to that time that says, I'm proud to be an American for at least, um, for what is the word? Yes. And so, I mean, and that song came out because patriotism was on the rise again, but the further and further we get away from war and we're more in times of, I don't say times of peace because we're always fighting the enemy. And uh, we talked about in our podcast how there's always that spiritual warfare going on, but 
when on the outside, when everything looks like it's at peace and we're doing pretty well, like, yeah, we're threatening China over here. We're threatening Russia over here. And yeah, hey, don't do that because we'll do this. But it's all words and talk. We get away from it because we're not actually sitting there. And she asked in the audience, she said, how many of you guys have lost a dad or a loved one in the due to war? One kid out of 800 kids raises their hand. And she goes, and that's why when we did the Nash or the Pledge of Allegiance, you didn't stand up and you didn't do it like you meant it because it doesn't hit home enough. Right. And really, that's what you look at. You watch war movies or you talk about veterans and veterans being there. It's they have pride because they had to fight for something and we've not had to fight for anything in this country for a while. And that's why voters, I feel like, aren't going out and voting and they're declining because they don't they, their passion isn't there anymore. Their passion has been, let me take the easy life out. And we've given it to them. I mean, we're going to give you $1,500 in federal aid over here to help you get through COVID, which don't get me wrong. For some people, in some cases, that was awesome for them. Right. But for some people, it, it wasn't. It was just, here's some extra money for you to do. And then I saw like 15 other people down the road who now have brand new ATVs instead of doing what they needed to do for it, which is great fun. I'm not going to tell you how to, how to do your money. That's a podcast probably for another time, but it's true. Like we've, we've lost faith in our voting system, but we've also lost faith in the patriotism that comes with voting. There's no respect. Why would, why would we go through and we vote for candidates that, I mean, yeah, this might affect me. It might not affect me. And that's kind of the mentality behind it. And that's how I feel like with voting that it's turned into, it's turned into, we're not really patriots anymore of, I need to take respect and a stand for my country. It's eh, whatever happens. I can do with anything for four years. So. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's right. We, and anymore, you have this, um, you have this, this term coined um, by the, the liberal elites, this, this nationalism, you, you, you're a you're a nationalist if you're if you're for america if you're for the constitution you're you're this nationalist as if it's some kind of of an evil thing so you have both sides of it so you have this side of it where people aren't trusting the 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 system and then on the other side of it if you do trust the system you're coined as a as this as a christian nationalist or a, a, a a this nationalist as if you're you're some kind of a Nazi or something because you because you respect and love America as as the way it was. And, and, you know, and then you have this whole critical race theory that says everything is bad and America was funded or was founded on you, you know racial um, uh, background and all this, stuff. this bull crap that that mm-hmm. is easily easily refuted. It, they're just throwing bull crap out all the time. Um uh, you know, and so people people don't trust they, they they don't trust the the figurehead. You know, our president right now, as Tana Herman calls him, the figurehead. Um, you, you know, because he's not much of a president, he can't even complete a full sentence. It's it's ridiculous, and and you you can't trust him. You can't trust the voting system because we see how in two thousand twenty, regardless. Regardless of what anybody thinks, there is a constant unsettling about the election in 2020, mm-hmm. constantly. And you you see all these things. And the the point that I'm wanting to make, the point that I'm wanting to make 
in all of this is this seems like a isolated instance as as if it's an isolated issue all on its own and and I want to draw a conclusion here towards the end of the podcast but we we as Christians so this entire podcast is geared to equipping men to be leaders that's that that's that's what our goal our heart the vein of this podcast you know and so in order to do that we have got to be able to see a bigger picture we've talked about that before uh you know how we could be so so small-minded um and we can see the election and all this stuff that's going on in our in our political realm here here in america as if it's some kind of an isolated issue and it's not it's not an isolated issue this is this is this is part of a bigger picture and we're going to take a little break and when we come back we're going to talk about how some of this other stuff all is all combined in one big one big picture we'll talk about when we get back This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573 686 1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you real men talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6:30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jewelers Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in-house so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed Citizen Watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 Northwestwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony Kernut. All right, guys, welcome back. So something else that, that uh, you know, beforehand we were talking about the election um, and some of the things that had gone on and and Trump running and, and all that good stuff. Um, but 
one of the things that I want to talk about is COVID-19. Um, and we need to understand that COVID-19 is not going anywhere. Um, this is, this is a, it is here to stay. It was meant to be here to stay. Um, you, you see where the, you, you know, and this is another thing that people are terrified about because nobody, nobody knows we've been lied to so many times. Um, you know, should, should we wear a mask? Should we wear three masks? Should, you know, should you get vaccinated? Should you, should you get four jabs? Should you get, you know, all this other stuff? No, nobody really knows. Nobody really knows what is really going on uh, when it comes to COVID-19. All people know is that they are supposed to be scared. That's it. We are all supposed to be terrified of this thing because, you know, I, I kid you not. And I'm not going to mention any names. There was a teacher. Now, this this was last year when masks, you know, we had to deal with mask mandates and and all that stuff. Um, but I, we, we had this teacher my son had for a it was a science class. And his teacher told him because he he hated wearing a mask. And I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to make him. I, I don't care what nobody else says. I don't wear a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask, you know, and he felt the same way. And really, honestly, they're harmful. And we can get into all the science behind why they are harmful and, and, and all this, uh, all that bullcrap. Anyways. So he had this, the, his, his, uh, uh, mask around his chin or whatever. He didn't wear it around his face. And, and his teacher told him, and I kid you not that he was going to kill her husband because he was kind of sickly, because he didn't wear a mask. What the flip? Why Why would you tell a student that? He was in 10th grade at the time. Why would you still tell a student that? You know what she's trying to do? She's trying to scare him into wearing that mask. That That's what she should... She should have been reported, to be real honest with you. Well, yeah, and think about it. I mean, that's the whole point of what the devil does. That's the whole scheme. COVID's not going away. It's not. But it's really more the idea of COVID is not going away because it was – I don't want to get into big conspiracy theory saying that you know COVID was just a form of control. But it was. It was, it was almost like a how much are, is the United States or how much are people willing to listen to what we have to say? And as soon as they put it out, we believed it. As soon as right. they said the new thing, we we did it. As soon as they came out with this, we we took that one. Hope oh, you need a booster shot. Take this one. But we just did it because it was out of fear. It's like okay, if I don't listen, what happens? I mean, what's the worst case scenario was death. And if we're Christians and we believe in God and everything, then that's not our worst fear. That's actually like yeah, let's let's. I mean, right. don't go out and die. And that's what I'm saying. But I'm right. saying like death shouldn't scare you. Like there are, I don't know how many verses in the Bible that deal with fear. But that's the only way that the devil has control of anything is that he invokes fear. And so, yeah, COVID's not going away, but it's more the idea of control through fear that's not going away because they can just instill, oh, that, that, was, there was, that was the new thing. They had the new strain coming out. So that's the new fear because, um, oh, there's a rise in COVID cases over here. Oh, there's a rise in COVID cases over there. Okay, well, I mean, we had the Spanish flu for a really long time. I mean, that still comes about every – now and then when that comes up and arise, people don't just start closing down businesses and closing up shop and going home because the Spanish flu came about again. No, we just combat it and we learn to deal with it. And if anything, pray about it. 
the Lord will tell you what to do. Right. And and how we know that it was a uh it was a form of control is this. If you if you're telling me you're gonna shut things down, but you can go into Walmart and even better, you can go into a strip club or a bar or any kind of alcohol joint, a casino, but you're not allowed to go into a church. It's not about your safety. There is nothing about your safety about that. It is about control. It is, it is, it is, it is a scheme from Satan. It was put together by the people who run the, the the leftist elites and, I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm going to say this, and this is this is a, what somebody would can. I don't know. I might get kicked off of podcasting for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyways because we're going to tell the truth. I believe that the leftist elites created COVID-19 and released it in China, so they can blame it on China, and we then it's spread here. Else. Yeah, I was listening to this doctor um, talk about how. You know, you had all these people dying and stuff like that. And, you know, this doctor, he was like, hey, and this is back when COVID first started um, early. What was it? Early 2000. Um, you know, they when they were investigating it, you know, they're like, hey, this is this is not a lung disease. This is a this is a blood issue. This is a blood disease. This is it's almost like a poisoning and stuff. Well, people were putting um, they were putting all these people on ventilators, you know, and oh, you know, if you remember Fauci, man, he was pushing the 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 the, the ventilators constantly, you know, oh, we need more. Vent- we've got to hurry up, manufacture ventilators and da, 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 put on. And they were they were dying. Um, I don't know if you've seen Kyler. I don't know if you've seen any of the reports from nurses. At the time, they're like they are killing people. They're putting them on these these respirator, respirators. They they don't need to be on respirators. They're putting them mm-hmm. on these respirators, and these people are dying. And they kept pushing it, and then they started giving people incentives for having, you know, calling things COVID nineteen. There is so much stuff behind the, this this COVID nineteen conspiracy theory mm-hmm. or conspiracy, you know, you know, conspiracy that it's. It's hard not to see it as a con- a, an, a ploy to control the people. And now you're seeing people getting, you, you know, oh, you, you know, they come up with this vaccine. And this is something that that really made me question Trump all, all on its own. Uh, you know, even today, Trump has never denounced the COVID-19, what they are calling vaccines, which is not a vaccine, by the way. It's not a vaccine. Not when it's altering your DNA and they've showed it. Exactly. That's not a vaccine. That is not a vaccine. Mm-mm. And Fauci lied to him. And I, you know, and, and I want to believe that, that Fauci really did lie to him. You know, but Trump never come out. He never come out and was like, hey, I was lied to and I'm sorry. These COVID-19 you know, quote unquote vaccines that they're not healthy. We need to, you, you know, don't take, he never come out and said that he always pushed the vaccines. And, um, and I was very disappointed. I was very disappointed about that. Even during his, during his run, I was like, what is this guy doing? Well, now we're seeing that, that these vaccines 
quote unquote vaccines, they're calling vaccines, are killing kids. They're killing kids. Not these kids aren't getting the vaccine and then dying of COVID. The vaccines themselves are killing kids. And it's it's mind boggling. And these people, they're just falling for this over. I, I know people. I know very intelligent people right now that fell for this lie. You know, now, you, you know, and in, in when it first started, it was like everybody over over a certain age. It was like oh, over 18, you know, da, da, da. I, I looked this up right here. Um, Right now in the United States, and the United States is one of the only only nations that's doing this. Right now, everybody, everyone six months of age, six months of age and older are eligible for the vaccine and boosters. People, please, please, please wake up. Do your research. Understand that what is going on is not healthy. This is a form of control. This is that they are killing people on purpose. Mm-hmm. And even if it doesn't kill you, it alters your in your DNA. These mRNA mR mRNA injections, which is what they are, mm-hmm. they are made. They are made to alter your DNA. And people, people are falling for this crap left and right. You know, and again, we go back to we go back to the the fact that you may you may think that this may be an isolated issue all on its own. You you may think that that this is separate from the election or the election in 2020 or the fact that Joe Biden's running again for t- 2024 and he can't even complete his uh, sentence. How did he complete the application? I I have no idea. Copy and pasted have- from the previous one. He just kept a copy just in case. I don't I don't know how he passed the first one. The guy, the guy for real, and I and I mean this in all sincerity and all honesty. There's something wrong with the guy. He has got dementia. He has got something. The guy, the guy desperately needs some medical attention. He can't even read the daggum monitor that they have. Yeah, the teleprompter. They can he can't even read that. Hmm. It's going too fast. Yeah. They've got him running again in 2024. That just goes to show how much of a puppet he really is because he's not doing anything. No. It's everybody behind the scenes. Everybody else is running the country but him. And it just shows you exactly how how easy it is for the the heads of people. Which that's why everybody hated Trump so much was because he didn't fall in line. Well, when you get a right. leader to fall in line, suddenly all the news headlines are – they love you. Because they fall into everything else. Because nowadays, the people that run the country, it's whoever's got the most money in their pockets and can pay the the right political leaders. That's it. It's all about money and power. All mm-hmm. of it, you know. And it would be easy to look at this as if it's an isolated issue. But another issue I want to talk about is climate change, climate control, uh, global warming. This stuff, you know, th- this stuff's been around. They they really started pushing this real, you know, Al Gore. He was like the the um, 
the the climate guy. He, you know, I, I don't know if you guys remember, you know, the global warming guy. Um, Kyler, you might be a little bit young. Um, I remember him. I'm not you that young. Him? Yeah. And um, this this stuff has gotten out of control, out of control. So I pulled up this article, and you can you can view this article on on um, it's called Israel365news.com. Okay, so because I'm not making this up, I'm not making this up. the The headline, okay, and we'll discuss it, but the headline to this says: Religious leaders gather in Sinai to receive. Wait for it. Climate justice, Ten Commandments. Okay. Probably shouldn't try to coin God's terms. Just to go ahead. No. No. <laughs> Word no. caution. Yeah, and then oh yeah, no, it gets better. It's good. So basically, the the gist of this is all of the let's see. Let's see, some 40,000 attendees have flocked to the Sinai Desert, including over 100 world leaders, as well as leaders in business and other sectors, Christian, Muslim, Jewish, and other religions, religious figures, will participate in a UN conference on climate change that is taking place this week and next in, conjun- in conjunction with the UN event, a group of faith leaders is taking an alternative approach, seeking faith-based solution to the ecolog- ecological crisis by promoting the principle, the ten principles of climate justice, as a global initiative. Okay, so I don't know if you guys know the story around. You know, hopefully you guys know the story around, you know, Mount Sinai, um, you know, which is where the Israelites, you, you know, God wrote the Ten Commandments in Mount Sinai. OK, on, on Mount Sinai after they were delivered out, out of Egypt. OK. This this is not this is not a coincidence, you know, and then you go down in this article and uh, they have written a what they call a eco Bible. Okay. Um, let me see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Towards the end at Rabbi neural authored the eco Bible and ecological commentary, which describes ecologic ecological, whatever, um, as achieving a more sustainable future in accordance with, with God's will. Okay, so these people. Then you look at, at who the who the World Health Organization, which is also getting involved in in this, because they are now promoting world health as in your physical, mental, and uh, ecological health. Okay. So they're getting tied into all this. And if you know anything about the World Health Organization, to where they may be doing some good stuff as a whole, you know who who's a big contributor 
to the World Health Organization, the Bill and Glenda Gates Foundation. Okay, which is which is a mess all on its own, which is also tied into <laughs> that. You can't even make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff. Which is also tied into all this COVID vaccine stuff. Again, you you look you can look at climate change as its own separate thing, like its own separate issue, but it is not. It is not its own separate issue. When you when you are taking climate change and you're writing your own Ten Commandments uh, on on how people should live and uh, and all this stuff, you Romans. All right, here we go. Romans chapter one. Wrong mouse. Romans chapter one, verse twenty five. Who changed the truth of God into a lie? And worshipped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. This this is what this is what it's talking about. This is exactly what it's talking about. Um it, the the NLT version says they traded the truth about God for a lie, so they they worshipped and served the things God created instead of the Creator Himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. This is what's happening. They are no longer putting their focus upon God, and they're putting their focus upon the the created. You, you know, Mother Earth and all this stuff. And notice, this is not just. In this article, um, at the the Israel Israel three sixty five, how you know it's not just about the created is this right here, or or not about the creator. We've got Christian, Muslims, Jewish, and other religious figures. I. D- I'm not saying every single thing that everybody else teaches is wrong, but as a whole, there is only one truth. There's only one truth. That truth is the word of God. Okay, we've talked about this, and we will continue talking about this. This is something we will expound on. You guys will probably get tired of hearing about it. I hope not, but... There is only one truth. That mm-hmm. truth is the word of God. And if you go outside of the word of God to define the rules of which should be the, the morality, then you are no longer inside truth. Therefore, morality is gone. It's gone because it's not based on truth. No, when you take, I mean, you look at this, they're, they're literally using religion to push their agenda. They are trying to, because they know, oh, I've found it on here earlier. They said that they are looking at trying to find and putting together religion, politics, and one, one other thing in order to make this something that is going to be created. 
um, into something that's going to be sustainable. And they put it as the Ten Commandments. And when you try to use the Bible as your foundation to push your agenda, and it's not of the Lord, it's not going at all. And I, if you right. look at it, I mean, Yo, Yosef Abram of, well, I don't even know how to say his last name, Abram of Otis, um, <laughs> one of the co-organizers or founders of it, he's a his very first title is a green energy entrepreneur. Well, that yes. to me says that you're probably going to be making some money from this. If you're trying to get people to pioneer 100% solar power from the Red Sea and the Dead Sea, or if you're going through and you're trying to get all these religions together that have never agreed in your life. I mean, you've got Jews, Muslims, Christians, Hindus, Buddhists, um, all from Egypt that came from the USA, Israel, India, Spain, Great Britain together together they've never agreed on anything in their life their their foundational religion itself does not agree with each other but you're going to put them together in order to push your agenda which means either one of two things they have no idea what they're getting themselves into or two they're getting some money from it it's not actually a religious agenda to push and sustain this world because if you read into the bible this world is not meant to be sustained God is going to come back and create a new heaven and a new earth. It is not supposed to be for us forever. And the Lord is going to destroy it, whether we try to save it or not. He's going to come back in the in the very end times, and he's going to take those who have been there for him from the very beginning and from those who have um, sat there and who have called him by name and said that he is the Lord, and he's going to look at each and every single one of us. And as long as we have walked the the um we fought the good fight and we finished the course the best as we can. He's going to take us back. It's not meant to be a world that is supposed to be established for eternity. And that's the problem with all these religions is they're trying to bring it together. I mean, you look at, I mean, it doesn't even say Messianic Jews. It all talks about religions who do not believe, except for Christians, who do not believe that Jesus, the Messiah has come. That's right. And so none of this is going to be foundational on the fact that God is coming back, it's all going to say we need to sustain this world because if we don't do it, nobody's going to do it, which then takes the power out of God's hand, the creator, and like you said, puts it back into the hands of the created. As much as anybody else believes that we are a part of that created, we were created by God in his own image. But if we try, which in the end, he's going to come back and we're going to get our new body and a new everything else. But if we continue to put our faith in the created, in humans, we're not going to get anywhere. We can't do it. Yes. Yes. And again, it's it's easy to put this into a perspective or it's easy to look at this as a as an isolated issue. And it's not. Hmm. As men, we have got to grasp that the enemy is in an at an all-time high, the attack of the enemy is at an all-time high. It is like nothing I have ever seen before. If you are a Christian, you are bombarded by evil on every side at all times, constantly, 24-7. You have got to be on your guard. And one of those ways to be on your guard is to be educated. Do not believe everything you hear on the news. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be real honest with you. Don't believe nothing. They're the biggest daggum liars out there. Anyways, do not believe everything you hear on the news. Do not believe everything you hear on it. it the, there is only one truth, one truth, and that is the word of God. 
if anything that you read counters or goes against the word of God, it's it's not truth. I don't care who said it. I don't care. I don't care. I don't, I don't care who it is. I don't care if your pastor said it. It doesn't matter. If it goes against the word of God, it is not truth. And we have got to become foundationally established in the word of God to a point to where we can tell when we begin to to hear things, when we begin to see things, when they're telling us that we can no longer go into a church, but we can go to a strip club or a casino, that that's not of God. That is not that is that is the enemy. When when they're telling you that that you're not going to be able to to drive to church or you're not going to be able to do all this because of of green and you just wait. You just wait. It's going to get there. It's go, it's going to get there. When when you're not allowed to talk about talk about this stuff. So I found this I've I've been reading this book. I told Kyler I was going to talk about this. Um I've been reading this book, The Letter to the American Church. Um and it's it is phenomenal. So one of the things that I had pointed out is in in 1954 the senator, Lyndon Johnson, who became president, um, introduced an amendment to the U.S. tax code prohibiting churches and any other nonprofit organizations from taking a public stand on political candidates. Not of God. Not of God. So basically, if you endorse a political leader or if you go against a political leader. They can pull your funding. They can pull mm-hmm. your tax exempt, which if you are a large church is a massive, massive um, attribute to, to, to running that business. Cause church is also a business. You have to make money in order to keep going. Um, and, and you, they, they need those things, but they, that that's a thread. And we, we have set back, we have set back and we have allowed this kind of stuff to happen. You know, last week, the week before last, we've we talked about, you know, where do we go from here? And, you know, talk about, you, you know, what the Bible has to say about politics and stuff like that. You know, and if we if we continue to do nothing, if we continue to do nothing, we will end up in a place in America that we can no longer recognize. At all. And I understand that there are things that have to happen before Jesus comes back. But that does not mean that as Christians, we just sit back idly and allow it to go to happen. That is not of the word of God. That is not what the word of God says. We are to be a light seated on a hill for all to see. We are to be salt of the earth. We are to be the light for the people who are lost. There are people who are dying and lost and are going to hell every day. And we are sitting back and we are allowing this stuff to happen. We have got to be the voice of morality for this country, for this world, for your city. We have got to be that that voice. We are called 
to be that voice. One of the ways that you need, you can be that voice to be the best voice that you can be is to educate yourself. Do not go with whatever anybody says, especially, especially if they are not, if they are not founded in the word of God. You take somebody like Joe Biden who pushes same-sex marriage, who pushes transgenders, um, who pushes abortions. There, That man is not, and, and I hope that he finds God. I hope he does. I hope he finds Jesus. I pray that he finds Jesus. I pray that every member of our Congress, every member of our Senate, our, our presidential staff, everybody, I hope they all find Jesus. But I'm telling you, the words that are coming out of that man's mouth is not of the word of God. Therefore, they are not truth. No, and I feel like I need to I need to interject this because, I mean, it's it's been stirring in me for a little bit as you were talking. That there are people who are listening to this who they they've lost. They feel like they've lost the battle. They feel like they can't get they just can't see the light of day. They they're. They're in a place in their life where the devil has just taken them down and they've taken them to a place where they just, they don't feel like they can get out. It's, it's not necessarily, um, in life, but it's in maybe in, in the mental state where it's just continued thoughts are throwing at them. Like you are not good. You're never going to overcome this. You're not going to. And one of the biggest lies of the devil is that no matter the battle, you're never going to overcome it. And every time that you look in the Bible, God only gave the battles to his strongest warriors, the ones that they could handle it. And me and my wife, we have this argument all the time. She says, never in the Bible does it say that God's not going to give you more than you can handle. Yeah, he does. He says it right then and there when he says, I will never leave you or forsake you because there is nothing too big for our God. And the lies of the enemy are there saying that you're not going to get through the battle. And that's something that even I, I've been struggling with personally over the past couple months as things become more and more stressful, the the attacks of the enemy and the lies of the enemy filter through my head like you're not going to do a good job. You're not going to um, be able to teach these kids correctly. You're not going to be able to coach these kids correctly. You're not going to get to state. You're, you're just going to be taken down. Like lies are consistently thrown at me like you're not a good father. You're not raising your kids correctly. Like the And that's one of the ways that the devil will seep in and will lie to you. And I just feel like I need to interject that that's – that's a battleground. That is one place that the Lord is teaching us that we need to go to him to, that we need to take it. We need to turn it, that he's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. And as we, if we continue to listen to the lies of the enemy, then our country is just going to continue going into a place that continually is going to say, we are not good enough. Our voice is not good enough. Our soul is not good enough. When you are good enough, you just have to stop and you have to combat what the devil is saying to you and say, no, devil, you've never, never, I've once been right and you're not going to. I found this article and it was, I'm just going to paraphrase it. It says, God's not focused on the economy, on the rise of world religions, on the, the roaring of a heathen. It, said, it says, according to the nations are to God as a drop of a bucket from Isaiah 40, 15. I mean, it's just it's, there's nothing too big for him. They're all under his sovereign rule. He knows about the terrorist threats, wars, rumors of wars. He His word warns that the heathens will rage and secular powers will try to outlaw Christianity. I mean, and 
we see that now it's fast growing. There's anti-Christian movements that are going to boast their their um, rule in the world, and they're going to try to destroy Jesus' followers. But then the Bible says, the kings of the earth, this is from Psalms 2, verses 2 and 3, says, the kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away the courts from us. Pretty much in short, it says, let's cast away all moral hindrances or moral landmarks of the past. And then God's reaction right at this next verse says, he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in his derision. No matter how desperate things look, no matter how many times that devil attacks you, says that you are no good, that you are not worthy of anything. Everything remains under God's control. He is our rock. He is our fortress. He is our redeemer. And then if it goes on to say later on Christ, the rock, God will build his church. And in Matthew 16, 18, it says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. And then I love it where it gets to a little bit further down. It says his eye is always on his people. And he even tells Satan, he warns Satan. Satan's been warned so many times the Bible says, do not touch the apple of my eye. And in Isaiah 54, 15, he says, Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. What there's what and what that is pretty much saying in that thing is that the devil is going to come at you. The enemies of hell will gather against you, but Satan cannot succeed, and he will not succeed, because our Father, our God, our Creator is the ultimate ruler of everything that is said and done. Yes, and amen. Woo! Mm. Something I would I would throw in there. Second Corinthians 10, 4, and 5 about bringing every thought underneath the captivity of Jesus Christ. And that is so vital to our spiritual warfare. Every everything, every every word that just come out of your mouth, Kyler, is absolute truth, is beautiful. Um, and I love it. And and we as men, as men, we have got to get to a point to where we can be founded in the word of God. We can be founded in truth where our our faith cannot be wavered because we understand truth. And and we have got to grasp a hold that that the things that are going on in this world is a scheme of the enemy. We have mm-hmm. got to protect our children, we have got to pr- protect our our families and we have got to stand for truth. We have got to be the moral voice for this nation. Yep. Standing up in the word of God and knowing and holding on and grasping onto truth. Today, if you've got questions, if if you're if you're confused, it's okay. I don't blame you. There are so many confusing confusing things. If you're confused about uh, about what's going on um, in, in this world, if you're if you're scared, if you are fearful, or if you are uh, depressed, if you message us or find somebody, find somebody, a pastor, a trusted, godly man, um, or message us. You know, you can email us realmen at palacepraise You can uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, message us. We would love to hear from you. If you if you agree with us, let us know. If you disagree with us, let us know. If you need prayer, let us know. We we would be happy to hear from you. If you like what you hear, share it. Share it with people. They need to know truth. They need to know that there is hope. His name is Jesus Christ. There is truth. 
There is absolute truth. It is the word of God. And people need to know that. And Kyler, I appreciate you being on here. Um, and and I hope that, that you guys know that we love you and we are for you and God is for you and he loves you and you were you were made intentionally that you have a purpose for your life and even though things may seem dark God has got you at all times he is always in control and as always I want to end in a prayer Holy Spirit teach us to be leaders of our homes of our communities and of our churches and teach us to be godly courageous men in Jesus name Amen You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmenatpalaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today. And by the Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.